Alright, so welcome back everyone to Unscripted Updates. Um, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to do another Unscripted Updates episode because um, I'm quite busy this week with projects, so I have barely any time anymore to work on the next episode of The Dirt Hut. But, you know, I'll, I'll try my best and I think I will be able to... to uh, Continue with with the dirt hut next week, you know. So first, first update. Actually, as a quick recap. So the the last update, which was I think twenty one W zero three A. Let me just make sure that. I mean, just make sure that it's actually the thing. So let's see, twenty one W zero three A. Yes. Yep. It is 21W03A, and in, in the last Unscripted Updates episode, I talked about that, and in that update, you have the Glow Squid, and also Glow Lichen, which is very nice. I talked about it in full detail in the other episode, so if you want to take a look at that, you can. So first, let's get right into our brand new... Snapshots. We have snapshot 21W05A. Just as a recap, once again, in the names of the snapshots, so 21, so that's 2021, W, so week 05, so the fifth week of 2021, and A is the first update, so the first update of the fifth week of 2021. 21W05A. So, new features. You have Azalea bushes, flowering azalea bushes, cave vines, glowberries, drip leaves, hanging roots, rooted dirt, moss, and spore blossoms. So, firstly, let's talk about these cave vines and glowberries. So, the cave vines, they're sort of similar to the weeping vines in, uh, in the nether, except now they're leaves and... They're in caves. Or should I say caves? <laughs> okay, anyway. Yeah, those those cave vines are sort of similar to weaving vines. And on the cave vines, they grow glow berries. Now, glow berries are an edible food source. Similar to sweet berries in taiga forests. However, the difference is that glow berries... They glow. They are a light source, which is very, very nice. And foxes, they eat glowberries because, you know, foxes also like sweet berries, so it's just natural for them to also like glowberries, you know what I mean? And glowberries are actually what are used to create the new cave vines. And bone mealing a cave vine will make glowberries, so that's very nice. Um, Glowberries, they're... I, I think one one thing that I like to add to the concept of glowberries is the fact that maybe if you eat a glowberry, you're going to get the same effect as a spectral arrow, the, the glowing effect. So yeah, the spectral arrow-ish effect, the one where there's like a white outline around you, maybe for like five seconds. I think that would be actually really interesting. It could be used in a few mini games as well, so... You know, it 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 could 
could be very interesting, you know, if you have glowberries which give you the spectral arrow effect. Anyway, um, next let's talk about the drip leaf. So, drip leaves, essentially what they do is if you step on them, you can only go on top of them for a short amount of time before they fall, similar to the platforming thing you can see in ga 2D games like, you know, Mario or something. So, firstly, the small drip leaf and the big drip leaf are the two variations of drip leaves. So, the small drip leaf, it says it needs moisture, so it grows either underwater or on clay. And when bone mealed, it turns into a big drip leaf. A big drip leaf, it grows taller when bone mealed, and if you stand on a big drip leaf, it will tilt after a while and you'll fall off. However, to prevent it from tilting, you can crouch or jump. In my opinion, the the, the crouch or jump mechanic is not very beneficial for the drip leaf because, you know, if you're on like a platform or something, if you're on a mini game, you could just literally jump on the thing and then crouch and then you won't have to worry about taking any time. So I think it, it would have been better if they just, if they made it sort of toggleable with, I don't know, redstone or something to make it so that no matter what you do, if you crouch or jump or whatever, the drip leaf will let you fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they should make it so that the player gets to decide if the drip leaf can be enabled or disabled through crouching or jumping. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, so that's, that's one thing I'd fix about the drip leaf. And a tilted large drip leaf or big drip leaf will tilt back up after a while, which is, of course, that's normal. And when hit by a projectile, since it's a weak block, or yeah, quote-unquote leaf, weak, it's supposed to be weak, rather. If you hit it with a projectile, like, a, like an arrow or a snowball, it's going to break. And the drip leaf, the small drip leaf, is now one of the trades of the wandering trader, which is good, I suppose. We'll see. Now, this one. Um, this is a very interesting one. The moss. So, moss is... It's very interesting because moss, if you bone meal it, it will spread to other stone blocks or stone-like blocks. And if they spread, those stone blocks are going to turn into moss. So essentially, if you have like a stone farm, you could make it so that you can make it into a moss farm if you add moss and bone meal, you know. And moss comes in two variations, the moss block and the moss carpet. And the moss carpet can be crafted using moss blocks. The moss carpet is very, very good for building because it helps add depth to, to you know, to grass and other things. And it it's sort of adds a lot more depth compared to other grass variations such as grass paths because grass paths they're not the same color as grass they're like brownish so they don't really look natural but the moss carpet they add depth and they also look like grass so that's really good very nice for building and for builders so um if i'm not mistaken phoenix sc did a new 
video recently about the moss blocks and how you could like um change almost any block including bedrock into moss blocks which is insane anyway um let's go on to the next one which is the spore blossom so the spore blossom is it's a big flower and it hangs from the ceiling and it drips particles spore particles so that's that's good now new changes so now the stages of copper oxidization instead of for example having the really really long name lightly weathered cut copper stairs or something like that there are new stages so it's copper block and then exposed copper block and then weathered copper block and then oxidized copper block so right now it's no longer you know slightly weathered moderately you know, like weathered and then heavily weathered or whatever the names were now they're copper exposed copper weathered copper and oxidized copper which is a good thing because it makes it so that the names are not extremely long now right so these copper variants can now be crafted using the stone cutter which is very good because it helps you save on resources on an otherwise very expensive crafting recipe next with the drowned the drowned zombies as you may know they normally have a chance of dropping gold ingots but now instead of dropping gold ingots they drop copper ingots so we have a drought uh, so if you have a drowned farm so instead of being able to farm gold you'll be able to farm copper so that's that's a very good thing yeah and then now there are also some changes to powder snow wherein flaming arrows get extinguished when they hit powder snow and then skeletons which are inside powder snow convert the strays after a while and now you can push powder snow with pistons and sticky pistons and lastly foxes can walk on top of powder snow now there are new skulk sensor changes lastly so now on frequency value 6 you have minecart moving bell ring and block change on frequency value 7 you have drinking finish and prime fuse prime fuse meaning you ignite a piece of TNT or a creeper. Last and then next up we have frequency value eight, eight, which is mob interact. Number nine is equip, shear, or ravager roar. Frequency twelve is entity place. Frequency thirteen is entity killed. Frequency fourteen is shoker close, and frequency fifteen is shoker open. This shoker close and open is. It, it works for both shulker boxes and regular shulkers. Now, uh, mob interact is for specific mob interaction events that cause vibrations. Block change is for when player or dispenser action has changed a block. For example, a cake slice being eaten. Alright, so there are a bunch of bug fixes in this new snapshot, but I won't go... I won't discuss that in full detail. Next... This is the much, much more exciting part because now 
in the new snapshot, which is 21W06A, there are new caves, new cave generation, which is pretty great, pretty great. And also new world generation, so new coordinates on the Y level, because they updated the height, the height limit. Thank goodness, after, I think it was eight or nine years now, they updated the world height. So instead of 256 blocks, they made it 384 blocks. And so now one interesting thing is that from zero, it goes up to 320. And then it can also go down to negative 64. Now I'm, I'm going to speculate the part which is from zero to negative 64 is reserved for only the deep dark caves, you know, the ones with the wardens. It, it could be for that as well. Next, um, let's talk about these new things now. So there are two... Wait, hold on. Yeah. So according to the website of Minecraft, there are two notable caveats with this snapshot. First, you will not be able to open old worlds in the snapshot because normally or right now there is no upgrade path towards the new world height and all caves of the new type between y31 and 63 will be flooded with water new features there are noise caves and aquifers no idea what aquifers are but let's read about it noise caves new way of generating caves they provide more natural variety and they can get very big and if you visit the the page the official Minecraft page of the snapshot, you can see there a picture of one of these very large caves. It's very, very big, really nice. So noise caves, um, they have two flavors. So they are cheese caves and spaghetti caves. So in the cheese caves, they sort of have holes like in cheese and they're often they often consist of caverns of various sizes. And then the spaghetti caves are long, squiggly tunnels caves. They are sometimes wide, like Agliatel. No idea what that means, but they're sometimes wide and they're long. And noise caves, they're not loud. It has nothing to do with sound. It's merely a technical term. And the old caves carvers and canyons still generate and they combine with the noise caves to form new types of cave systems. It's very nice. It's good that they're not changing it entirely. They're just adding to it. Now, as with the normal carvers, when noise caves interact with the surface, they create cave entrances. Now, an aquifer is an area with a local water level. And it's independent of the sea level, because as you know, the sea level is Y63. And aquifers are used during world generation to generate bodies of water inside noise caves. And sometimes it creates large underground lakes. So now there's a new purpose for boats because you can, you know, ride them in these large caves to easily traverse them and not drown. And for now, Aquifers are only used below Y31, which means 
that all noise caves between Y31 and Y63 are flooded with water, and essentially, noise caves are going to be lakes, but then they said it's going to be fixed later on. And sometimes, magma, magma blocks, they generate at the bottom of underground bodies of water, so just like in the oceans, you can get sucked in, you know. And then underwater cave carvers and underwater canyons have been removed since aquifers are used to generate water in caves instead. So no underwater caves, they've been completely taken out, which is, in my opinion, pretty good because it's very annoying to strip mine in underwater caves, you know. Anyway, new changes. So as I've mentioned, overworld build limits thing. And oh, apparently there's a new change where you can no longer crouch to prevent a big drip leak from tilting. So they they read my mind and when I said, you know, um you should not be able to, to prevent it. So there you go, they fixed it. You can't prevent it from tilting anymore, which is good. And now, apparently, a big drip leaf will tilt instead of break when hit by a projectile. And a redstone-powered big drip leaf will not tilt, which is exactly what I said. If you power it with redstone, it will not tilt. Never. Never will. Anyway, and the textures for hanging roots and small drip leaves have been updated. Now let's talk about the mineshaft changes. So mineshaft pieces don't generate if they are fully floating in the air. And there are now new log pillars when there are mineshaft corridors, which are sort of hanging over caves or ravines, which is good. And now there are no more floating cobwebs. And there are a couple of fixed bugs. And since there are only, since there are only two, I'll just talk about them here. MC214346, where big drip leaves can be broken with arrows in spawn protection. And MC213813, where small drip leaves can destroy any block. So, those are the two snapshots. Um, in my opinion, they are very, very good. They're very large snapshots as well. So I think they'd be very game-changing, or should I say cave-changing. And yeah, I, I think they're very, very good. And literally, all of my comments, all of the changes were fixed in the other snapshot. So <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. And now that's really the end of unscripted updates episode five now is it episode five so thank you for listening and new thing a new thing is that i'm going to be creating a new discord server and a twitter account for the, for the dirt hut and it's going to be released and completely announced and published and everything in the next episode, which will be next week. So that is really all. And this has been Bit. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope to see you again in the next episodes, which is the next episode is what? Episode 
episode 12. I'll see you in episode 12. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.